Welcome to the Fitness Ethos Podcast. I'm John McNeil, and I use my knowledge of fitness, psychology, philosophy, and mindset to help you achieve your fitness goals. Join me each weekday as I discuss a new topic related to achieving the appropriate health and fitness mindset. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm John McNeil. And today I want to talk a little bit about bodybuilding and whether or not it's good or bad. And frankly, if you've listened to this podcast for long enough, which it hasn't been out that long, but you can probably get the idea that it really depends. And I want to start this by prefacing with the fact that professional bodybuilders are not healthy, at least not when they're in stage condition. There can be some argument that they're they're pretty healthy in the off season, depending on how they do their diet and stuff like that. But when they're on stage at like the Mr. Olympia, which for those of you who don't know is the pinnacle of competition, it's the Super Bowl of bodybuilding. They are almost on death's door. It's not natural to be that lean or that large or that shredded, depending on the category. The point is those guys are a freaks of nature and b shredded up the wazoo c only do that for a certain period of time it's called stage ready for a reason they're not walking around like that year round they would be dead human the human body is not meant to be that low of body fat our hormones get depleted energy levels are, are ridiculous and just the relationship that some of these bodybuilders have between exercise and food and just overall lifestyle balance is awful. So I want to talk a little bit about those kind of three categories, the workouts, the eating, the balance, and how they can be good and how they can, you know, be bad at the same time. So starting with the actual workouts, I mean, bodybuilding is fantastic for the mind-muscle connection. And what that is, is just You know, if I'm thinking in my head, like, I want to flex my bicep, then I think that and I flex my bicep. That's kind of the simplest thing to do. But we have a lot more muscles in our body, you know, flexing your right calf, your left calf, your quad, your hamstring, your right glute, left glute, pecs, whatever the case is. Uh, Bodybuilding really helps build up that connection because really what bodybuilding training is, is more about uh, connection tool rather than moving as much weight as possible. It's about getting quality reps in and doing slightly higher reps than you would if you were doing strength training or something like that. And really it's less about the weight. It's more about the movement and the pump, which is the blood flowing to your muscle where it makes it, your muscles bulge up a little bit and feels like they're kind of puffy. That means the blood's flowing there, the muscle's tearing and nutrients are flowing to that area. So you're building muscle essentially. So those workouts are fantastic for that, which if you're doing the training properly, and you're not overdoing it, I mean, that can be fantastic on your joints because you're not overloading them. I mean, it doesn't matter how good your form is. If you're squatting 1,000 pounds regularly, you're going to have some issues of some sort. I'm willing to bet money on that. But if you're moving, if you're squatting 100 pounds and you're doing 12 reps and you're going for the burn, then you can slow it down, you can speed it up, you can change the tempo. There's a lot of stuff you can play with to focus on the burn and to really not 
impact your joints as much as like traditional strength training or running or anything like that would do. So that's great. But on the other side, there's a lot of bad information out there that just tells you to overdo volume. And that's really the biggest thing here is a lot of the bodybuilding mentality workouts are just go all out, leave it all out on the floor. You should be sore as hell the next day. And really that's, it's not the case. You should, I mean, especially for kind of where most of the people here are at, I'm assuming you, you want to start with full body exercises, really drill down on the compound exercises. Don't just be doing like leg presses and leg extensions and leg curls, be doing squats, some form of deadlift, pressing, like bench pressing, overhead pressing rows, stuff like that. And doing that for reps and really working on form and feeling it and getting that mind muscle connection. That's a fantastic way to do it. But again, overdoing it really is the key there. You don't want to do that. Overdoing it, it overtraining is one of the biggest issues I ran into when I first did it. Uh, because like I said, a lot of the mentality was just keep going. You should be sore every day. And I would work out hard and be able to make myself sore. But when you're that sore, you don't want to work out the next day. And as I tend to drill home on this, it's really about consistency. And if the goal is to work out five days a week to hit every part of my body enough to grow, and then I'm too sore to work out two of those days, then I don't have enough volume in order to see enough change. Whereas if I strategically train and don't overdo it, I'm able to work out enough to get the job done and to continually see gains and be able to train longer without injury. So that's one of the good things about working out. In terms of eating, again, I mean, it. when you're on stage, when you're eating that low calorie, when you're eating 12 to 1500 calories a day, working out for an hour and then doing an hour of cardio, that's not sustainable. Like, yeah, you can get shredded. Anyone can get shredded doing that, but you're going to be miserable. And if you're able to do that, really the self-talk that's going on in your head is, is more than likely pretty negative. So in that sense, those crazy restriction diets are, are awful. And those tend to be promoted by bodybuilding. But I do think there is some benefit to at least tracking your calories for a, a, a week, a couple weeks, just to understand how you eat, what you eat, and if there's anywhere you can improve. I mean, a lot of people, if they intake their pro or increase their protein intake, they'll be more satiated than if they're just eating a lot of carbs. I mean, I can eat potato chips all day and probably not be full. But if I have a steak, there's only so much steak I can eat, even though I love it. So that's a good example there is to, you know, if you understand what you're eating, if you understand what your normal day looks like, if you see like, oh, okay, on a normal day, I eat 2,800 calories. And that's regular. That's an average. Then you know where you can improve from. Or if there's something you need to add, like, oh, shit, I don't eat any fruits. Maybe I should add some fruit into my diet. It's not necessarily about taking stuff out. You can add stuff in. But I think the act of tracking, at least temporarily, can be good. Now, I've definitely taken it to the extreme side before where I'd get stressed out going out to eat because I couldn't find uh, the actual item or that restaurant on my fitness pal. So I didn't know the macros. And then once I gave up on that, then, you know, well, screw it. There's no point. I'm just going to eat a cheeseburger and all the onion rings that are out there. So it, it can encourage that mentality. That's why I think you, you need to err on the side of caution, but it's certainly worth understanding uh, 
what the calories look like and what you're consuming in a day. So you have a baseline and you know where you can go from. And as you start to improve your habits, if you track it and notice that like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm feeling better when I do this or when I take this out, then that's, it's an immediate kind of commentary on some of the improvements that are being made. So like I said, with food, I think tracking is good, but I think you need to be balanced. Make sure you're eating enough calories. Let's not do the, the bin or the restriction diets where you're only eating. Again, I'm guilty of this where it's under 2000 calories a day and you're working out six days a week. It's, you're not going to build muscle doing that. You're going to wear yourself out. And more than likely, it is not a long-term strategy for the vast majority of people, especially if you're doing it for the love of your body, not for hating yourself. So remember that. And then lastly, balance. I mean, I've kind of hit on it a little bit, but really, if you're so focused on getting shredded, if you're so focused on hitting your macros, on working out, on not ever missing a workout, then that can be a whole stress of its own. I mean, if you're too focused on building your physique, I mean, yeah, if you're, if you're trying to be Mr. Olympia, if you have a legitimate chance of that, there are some sacrifices you have to make. You know, being an athlete like that, being a bodybuilder is an athlete. And most athletes are, I could argue, are probably pretty unhealthy. Again, that's a whole different podcast I can do. But in this case, bodybuilders are very, very unhealthy when they're in their peak stage condition. And, you know, that's great for them. That's their living. But if this is a hobby for you and you're not making any money off it, then what's the point of doing that? Train to live your life to the best of your ability. If you're just training to train and look good, but you don't have any friends or family to celebrate with. Like if you want to look shredded for the pool, but you're just at the pool by yourself without any friends, what's the point, you know? So that's where the balance comes into play is, you know, you may not get down to 3% body fat and still be able to go drinking with your friends. But I would argue that you'd be better off retaining a little bit more body fat, but hanging out with your friends every once in a while. Now, if you go out six days a week with them, that's a little different. Maybe scale it back, but it's making those choices. It's finding ways to balance it with your lifestyle. Like track your food, but you know, understand that sometimes you're going to go out to eat and you may go over your calories, but you know, that is what it is. You need to enjoy life and having good relationships in the long run will make it easier to maintain healthy habits. And that is one of the key things that they've shown in blue zones, which are the areas where they have people living over a hundred years uh, very consistently. So these are areas like Okinawa, Loma Linda, California, a few others like that. And community is a big part of it. So that's where the balance part really comes into play. It's not wrecking your community by being so solely obsessive about one task that you lose all your relationships and your friends. So that's all I have for this uh, podcast today. I mean, I said bodybuilding can be either good or bad. If you're doing it in a healthy way, if you have good programming, if you're tracking your food in a healthy manner, you're going to see some great results from it. But if you're doing it to an unhealthy way, if you're doing it in such an unhealthy way that it drives you crazy, then it's not going to last. Trust me. I've been there. I've done that. And it's not sustainable. I had a six pack for like a week though. But again, once I lost all that, it took me a long time to get back in a healthy mindset of, okay, I don't need to be that shredded. I can live my life and still lose a ton of weight and be very healthy and still get compliments from my friends without stressing about all that I did back then. So more to come on that. 
But for now, just stay balanced. Try out bodybuilding if you're interested in it. Look up some programs. Focus on the compound movements. And just don't overdo it. But that's all I have for you today. Thanks again, guys. John McNeil.